Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Hope you are having a wonderful day wherever this show has found you. I am so grateful to all of you for being here and for sharing this time in your day with me. I cannot believe that we're already at 125 episodes, but I say this a lot. Time flies when you're having fun, and I've really been having fun putting this show together and being a part of this community with all of you. Now, I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Berlina Washington, who happens to be our guest for today's episode of the podcast. Berlina is a trauma-related awareness advocate who uses her platform to share her personal story and those of other women. In July 2022, Berlina created the Within Her brand as well as Behind Within Her podcast as a safer space for women and to help her work with women from different backgrounds to really share their stories. In our conversation, we talk about turning your pain into purpose and our non-negotiables for self-care. Berlina shares what her routine looks like and how boundary setting has helped her along her healing journey and what we can do to really let our voices be heard. She is so inspiring, and you will love hearing from her. I've also been on a couple of episodes of Berlina's podcast, so I'm going to link those in the show notes for you to check out. Before we get any further into today's conversation, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Energy Bits. For those of you who haven't introduced algae into your wellness routine yet, it is time to try it out. Algae is a nutrient-dense superfood and so easy to consume. Energy Bits offers 100% spirulina and chlorella tablets, which are naturally grown and non-GMO. I'm a huge fan of their chlorella recovery bit tablets. Chlorella is an incredibly detoxifying algae that can help your body recover after a workout, improve digestion, and a lot more. If you're interested in trying them out for yourself, you can visit energybits.com and use my code wellnessandwanderlust for 20% off. I will link them in the show notes as well. We had founder Katherine Arnston on episode 19 of the show. So if you want to learn more about the benefits of algae, be sure to check out that episode. Okay, friends, now let's dive on in. Berlina, thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wanderlust. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here and share a space with you once again. Well, I am so excited as well. People that have been tuning into the show for a while may remember that I was on Berlina's show a couple of times recently, and we'll definitely share those links in the in the show notes later. But for those who are tuning in for the first time or may not have heard your story before, why don't you first just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little about yourself? Sure. So I'm Berlina Washington. I am a wife, mom, dog mom, and a Jesus lover. I am a uh, trauma related. Um, awareness advocate. And I use my platform to share my personal stories as well as those from other women. In 2022, in July of 2022, I created Within Her Brand as well as Behind Within Her Podcast. I wanted to create a safe space for women to work with other women from different backgrounds to share their stories. I believe that these sorts of experiences relating to trauma are becoming more common which is why I believe that it's such a needed, it is such a strong need of just being able to support women that have been affected by trauma-related experiences. Um, With that, I want to serve and um, encourage, empower, and inspire women around the world. 
Well, I find that to be so inspiring. And I've really loved following your work and being a listener of your show personally. And I'd love to know what inspired you to create this brand. You know, that is a great question. What inspired me was my very own experiences in life and those from my generation's past. My passion and my reasoning behind my brand was because of the fact that my I myself am a survivor. I resonated with how uh, that trauma can impact myself and others. And I made it my mission to help them overcome these experiences by providing a safe space and creating an empowerment community with uh, access to awareness and other services. I mean, I think that's so important, especially when you're going through really any challenge in life, but especially when we really dig into trauma, Mm -hmm. it can really feel like an isolating time. And I think community has been what's gotten me through some of those times in my own life. And so I think that what you're doing is so incredible and so needed. And I'd love to know what, what that healing journey looked like for you and how you've carried some of those lessons into the work that you're doing. You know, I am still healing. I'm, I'm still in that healing journey. I've realized that healing is a process. Healing is work. You know, right now I'm working on the deep healing so that I can be the very best version of myself. So that can consist of just going to therapy, journaling, and developing a routine. The lessons that I've learned is patience during the process, because do we really heal? You know, do we fully heal from what we've experienced in life? You know, I think that's a, a great question because I know for me, it's just been such a big process for me along the way. You know, I had a a trigger moment back in last year where I had to face people that hurt me. And, you know, I really thought that I healed from that situation. I really thought that I healed from all of the hurts and pains that I experienced in my younger years, but I truly didn't. When I had that trigger moment, I was like, man, I didn't heal. And I I really got into a, a dark place and I had to get myself out of that, which is why I say that therapy and journaling and just developing a routine and just having patience during the process. Those are the things that have really helped me. Yeah, I think that patience is such a, it's a difficult thing for us, especially like we think about healing. We always think that we're moving toward this like state of enlightenment, that every step is moving in the same direction, but it's so nonlinear. And we take a few steps forward, but sometimes there is that step back or there is that trigger moment. I have been dealing with some of my own things lately where I'm realizing that my relationship with certain aspects of my own life is not as healed as I thought it was and kind of figuring out what I need to do to to move forward. And, and that's really, really scary, I think. It is very, very scary. You know, <laughs> when it's a, it's a process, it's a whole thing. Sometimes we're so impatient because we want a result right then and there. We want answers right then and there. We want a resolution right then and there where we're just not patient enough to just go through the process because you know, like I said, patience is a thing. Okay. It is a big thing and it is very scary to just process everything. Yeah. I know for me, I'm someone that tends to fall into the numbing trap Mm -hmm. where 
processing for me, it's like, I don't feel like processing this right now. Let me add some columns to my to-do list and block it out or eat or do whatever it is. How did you get into the place of processing and what what does that look like for you? You know, processing, like I said, I just developed a routine. I do what I can. I will not over overextend myself. It is something that I'm still this day trying to get used of because I want to just do so much at one time. And it's really hard. It is really, really hard. And so just the process is just making sure that I stay organized, making sure that I put my well-being first, uh, making sure that I just balance, learning how to balance everything, but not overdoing it, Mm. you know? Yeah. That's a hard thing sometimes. I think especially as women, you know, and you're a mom. And I think as women, we bring so many different identities into the world and we are so many different things to different people. And it's, it's hard to find that balance and figure out, you know, how we can put ourselves first while still taking care of all of the things and making sure that the world keeps spinning. And so h- how do you create that balance? Like what shifts did you have to make to do that? So uh, it, it has a lot to do with boundaries. The first thing is, is that I had to set a boundary. I had to be clear with my boundary, meaning I communicated those needs and wants. I had to also honor and respect the boundaries that I placed. I also had to respect my values, beliefs, and opinions. And, you know, this goes both ways. So just creating those boundaries were really big for me. Um, And I think that that's really what helped me. I wasn't used to saying no. Who wants to tell your family member no? Who wants to tell someone that is so used to you saying yes, 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 you're the yes person. You're finally saying, you know what? I can't do it. Creating those boundaries, that was really hard for me. And sometimes I still slip. I really do. Mm -hmm. I, I still slip with those boundaries. I think that I have given myself so much, giving people all of me, giving people all of my cup, everything Mm -hmm. inside that cup that I didn't have anything left for me, which is why I had to create those boundaries. That's the reason why I had to do the work with standing firm to what my boundary was and making sure that I communicated that with whoever it was that I placed that boundary with. You know, I'm in a season where I am not speaking to my brother right now because I felt that there was a boundary that was overstepped and I love him to death, but I had no other choice but to place that boundary there because it, what was going on was not healthy for me. Even though it wasn't mm-hmm. truly affecting me personally to see that affecting the one person that I, the person that I love, that was not healthy for me. So I had to place a boundary there where I said, you know what, this is not the season that you will be in my life. And that's hard, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so hard. And that's hard with family, I think, too, because you always hear the blood is thicker than water, which I don't think is necessarily true for everybody. And sorry to any family members listening to this. I love you. But a lot of times, like just because they are related to you, just because you've been through certain things maybe together at certain times in your life, they may just not be healthy for you to have around at you know, at a particular moment. Yeah. I, I realized at that point and, you know, even through the process of that trigger moment last year, it is okay to say no. It is okay for you having to repeat your boundary that you've placed with someone. It is okay for you to put yourself first. 
How can we give anyone anything from us when we're not even placing ourselves first or we're giving all of ourselves to someone when we don't even have anything left? You know, we can't be the best version of ourselves if we're just giving, giving, giving and we don't keep anything for ourselves. Yeah. You know, we have to incorporate those healthy boundaries because when we incorporate healthy boundaries, we're not going to be as as exhausted as we are mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, we're going to have healthier relationships. We're going to feel less guilty and being okay with saying no. And it also, your peace and energy is protected when you have healthy boundaries. You have more time for yourself and you finally can just also protect your core values of having those healthy boundaries in place. Yeah. And I think that's so huge because it's not just the thought. I think we think of setting boundaries as saying no to everybody, just no, 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 and not letting anything in. But it does allow us to then let the things in that are important to us and to fill up our own cup. As you know, as you said, like so many of us are pouring from an empty cup. We're pouring everything out. We don't have anything for ourselves. And, you know, you touched on values and that was something you and I talked about on your show about values and purpose and how they kind of tie in together. And I'd love to know on your side of things, like how do you determine what your values look like and what are some of those values for you? My values are that I, I'm starting to really put myself first. I lost myself so long ago and I'm trying to find her. I'm trying to find her. So, you know, knowing my worth knowing what I am going to put up with, what I'm not going to put up with, valuing the opinions of the positive influences I have around me, just making sure that I protect my peace and protect my energy. Those are the values that I'm standing towards when it comes to the healing and the boundaries that I have in place. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is so hard. I, I think that as women, we want to just do a lot. We are built tough. You know, we are built where we can take on everything. But sometimes it's not healthy for us to do that. Yeah, I feel like we are so thought of as, yeah, being able to take on the world and handle everything. And that's great. But why should we have to all the time? Right. Like, where is the rest? Where is the space that we can hold for ourselves Mm -hmm. and all of that? And I love that you talked before about about routine and how that's really played into the healing for you and played into, I think, the boundary setting for you. Routine is something I'm I'm really trying to be more intentional about this year, just kind of to anchor my day and figure out, like, what are some things that kind of re-energize me and what are the practices that I need to make sure that I am implementing what is your routine starting to look like? What What is a non-negotiable for you? And what are some of the things that, because I think also on these healing journeys, we we try, I think so many people, like we, we try all the things and some things work and some of them right. don't. So I'd love to know, like in this journey for you, like what, what practices have you taken on that have really stuck and are non-negotiables for you? Mm-hmm. And are there any where you're like, absolutely not, this does not work for me. Do not try. Yes. So do not try to, (laughs) I'm going to start with the do nots. (laughs) Do not think that you can handle everything because you can't. I mean, we try, but it's hard. Also therapy, please don't think that you have to just be alone in this. Yes. You have friends and family that can support you, 
but it's also great to have a therapist. I just started really on a, a weekly now speaking to a therapist. And when I tell you my mind is open more now, more so because I'm taking that time out every week to spend with her to talk about what's going on with me. This person knows nothing about me other than what I am talking about every week. That has helped me so much. Also, do not neglect yourself. Don't neglect your wellness. Do not, just all of those things, you know. I am on a journey of wellness. I have a lot of, you know, medical things happening with me where I said, you know what, I want to change the way that I do things. My grandmother passed away a few years ago and I, I started eating. That was like my coping of things. So I gained a lot of weight and I also gained a lot of <laughs> medical problems with it. So I was like, this is going to be a fresh start, a start for me this year. So I got a personal trainer and I told her from the very beginning, before we even started, I said, I need someone to stay on my butt. I need you to stay on me. Like I need you to stay on me. Like call me, FaceTime me. I need you to text me, tell me to send you videos, hold me accountable because yeah. I've been trying to, th this health kick journey I've been trying to do for years and I never could stay on track with it. This time I said, you know what? I'm not negotiating with anything. I'm putting my health first because if I'm not taking care of myself, then you, you don't know what's going to happen to you where I don't want to die. You know, I'm too young to yeah. die. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I want to, I want to enjoy my entire life and, and the life that God has created for me. And so I want to take care of myself. I want to reverse some of these things, you know, so I'm not eating meat anymore. I'm, I'm removing some things from just my overall life, the stresses. I'm, I'm, I'm removing those stresses, the things that trigger me to be overwhelmed. I also, you know, this is a big one for me is that I journal. I, I love to journal. I love to take that time and just stillness in quietness in the mornings, drinking my cup of coffee and just being quiet, spending that time in peace before I have to start my day with waking up the kids and doing the mommy duties, you know, because those things never end when you have smaller kids, you know, if you have a partner, you know, th those things won't end, but the way that you balance them and just have a routine of how you do things. So taking that time out, taking at least 15 minutes of your morning to yourself and 15 minutes of your night to yourself, doing yoga at night just to relax you. It's crazy. It, it's crazy, but it's so peaceful. And I'm in a better mood now. Yeah. Well, I think first of all, even with a partner, it's so likely that the kid, they're just going to want mom sometimes. So to be able to take to take that time for yourself before they get up and to be able to have that quiet, I think is so huge. I'm starting to have more of a morning routine for myself and even living on my own right now. It really does help me to be a lot clearer throughout, especially on the work days. If I have that quiet time to myself with my tea, sometimes even just hot water and kind of like it's going back to basics year for me as well. I'm very similar in the sense that something difficult happens and 
I have a difficult relationship with food where I, I had something traumatic happen about six months ago. And I've noticed a lot of weight gain in that time since then. And so kind of taking that step back, I think a new year is really sometimes very helpful for that, even though we don't necessarily need the new year. But I love that accountability is such a big piece to that too, because I think- it is you know, with creating this community that you're creating, I mean, that accountability, it's so hard for us to put ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And like, it would be great if we could be accountable to ourselves. I, I would love to see everybody move in that direction. But if that's a big step, being able to be accountable to somebody else that is going to check in and say, hey, are you what, whether it's a fitness goal, or just a life goal? Or yes. you are, are you taking that time for yourself? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yes, you you have to you have to take some time for yourself and develop a great routine for yourself. I've trained myself where now I'm, I'm up between 6.15 to 6.30 at the latest every morning. Even my body is so adjusted to where now I, even on the weekends, I can't sleep past seven o'clock, you know, 7.30. So I get up and I just sit in quietness, stillness, collect my thoughts, drink my coffee, journal, all of those things. And then, you know, like I said, I just, I have built this routine, even during the work week, you know, I have a routine there too. When I get to work, I start my day. I organize my day. I'm a very organized person. Okay. My life is <laughs> as organized as possible. This, especially this year, it's super organized with all the things that I have going on, but I just organize my day. And the thing is, is that if I, I've, and I was, I had a bad habit about this is that I would work late to make sure something is completed. But now mm -hmm. if something is not completed, it will be there the next day. Yeah. It will be there the next day. I make sure that I, I, I just prioritize all that I have going on the day for that day and what's important I do first. So if there's the tasks that I didn't complete before I left work that day, it will be there the next day. It will be there. I, I was a worry wart. I, I'm still kind of a worry wart, but <laughs> you know, I feel like I, I want to get it done. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? This year I said to myself, I was like, if I can't get it done, it just will be there the next day. Yeah. I think I needed to hear that personally because I find myself like at night, I'll get very ramped up. Like the night routine is still something that I'm kind of struggling with. And I will get that second wind and start working on things till late at night. And they're not as accurate. They're not as good as they could be. And then the next day I'm like, I'm exhausted and thinking, why, why did I do this to myself? And I could have done it a lot better in probably a much shorter period if I was taking care of myself and doing things with a little more intention with the priorities. So I do think that that is such an important thing and definitely something I personally needed to hear, but probably others needed to hear that too. Yeah. You really have to sit down with yourself and say, you know, self, this is what we need to do. Yeah, girl, I talk to myself and sometimes I answer myself. And, you know, <laughs> my mom used to tell me and she still would tell me if you talk to yourself, that's a problem. If oh, I'm sorry, if you answer yourself, that's a problem. OK, <laughs> well, guess what? I answer myself, too. But sometimes I have to give myself that pep talk. There's nothing wrong with giving yourself <laughs> Pep talk, you know, shake yourself yeah. back up, you know, you're like, girl, get this together, man. Get this yeah. together, girl. Home girl, you got this. <laughs> 
there is nothing wrong with that. We no. say such mean things to ourselves throughout the day without even thinking about it. So if we're being yeah. consciously like, you I, got this. And, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, another thing, I actually posted something today and it's, you know, about positive self-talk. I am one that And sometimes I don't realize that while you're talking about that, sometimes I don't realize that I will do negative self-talk on myself and don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody will catch me and say, you know what? You need to stop saying that about yourself. So it's like speaking more positive self-talk, positive self-talk is the best talk. Speaking positive over your life, speaking positive into your life, speaking positive to others. Like I said, I had a big problem with and still kind of do I have a slip where I talk negative about myself. We are human. We are not perfect. We are imperfect. But we, <laughs> when we catch ourselves with that negative self-talk, catch it and you talk to yourself like, girl, look, we're not about to do this right now. You're going to talk positive over yourself. You are gorgeous. You are on point. You have it together. It's just yeah. those things. it's so hard like I because it's so ingrained in us and I think we're taught as women too that we have to almost diminish ourselves in Mm -hmm. some ways or else it's cocky or it's this or that Mm -hmm. and we have to be humble and of course we need to be humble but we can also be proud of ourselves and what we're doing and be positive Mm -hmm. and I definitely go into those spirals. And I think for me, kind of similar to what you mentioned, I don't notice it sometimes unless somebody explicitly says to me, hey, like you're kind of talking down about yourself. Why are you doing that? How did you start to catch yourself? And like, how do we become more conscious of it? My trainer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She catches me. She was, look, I had a a talk with her on Friday and she was like, I have homework for you. What you're going to need to do is make sure that you're speaking positive over yourself. She's the one who's catching me. Like she gets me. She's like, when I tell you, she calls me out on it. Okay. She is the most amazing person. And she does. She's like, she calls me out on it. She was like, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say that you're beautiful. Everything that you feel that is a flaw of yours, point out the things that are beautiful to you on yourself. You know, I have beautiful eyes or I have beautiful lips, or I love my hips, or something, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Speak those positive things. Look at yourself and speak positive over yourself. And so she catches me on that. She catches me and and she caught me on Friday and she was like, you have homework. She was like, you have homework. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets me in line for sure. She shakes me up real good. I think it's so great to have people like that in our lives too, that are genuinely rooting for us, want us to succeed, want us to see the beauty in ourselves and we that we just don't see. Because I've even had where I've said something sort of positive about myself and then you kind of walk it back almost like, I'm good at this. Well, not that good. You know, maybe once I get this certification or when I do this, it's like, no, you just, you're good at it or you have this trait and that's it. Like it doesn't need to be qualified in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I think- yeah, when we have those people that can talk to us and really say like, hey, you you don't need to be saying these things about yourself. And in yeah. fact, like kind of flip the switch on it. I mean, that definitely makes us, I mean, that yes. that's probably the number one way I become more conscious of it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure that whenever I'm talking to her, and there's also a few other people that I have in my life that it's the same way. Like they'll, they'll catch me saying something, something negative and they will automatically say, no, no, it is going to work 
out. This is for you. This is, this is your journey. This is, you know, all of those things, they just speak the positive over me. And I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for the amazing community that I have that speaks over me because I can be my worst critic, you know, and I'm sure that we all can be our worst critic. We find the imperfections of ourselves when there's other people that see the most beautiful thing inside of us that we don't see. And I'm just grateful for the the amazing community of people that are surrounding me. And uh, they speak so much positive over my life and, you know, all the prayers and everything that is just, it, it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. I love that. And I think it really rings true. Like the people you surround yourself with can make all the difference in how we see the world and how we see ourselves. I've definitely had those friends that dim your light and Mm -hmm. it's hard because you think they're like, they're playing devil's advocate all the time. And it's like, well, no, I actually need this support right now rather than having you like questioning yourself more than, more than you need. Like, of course we want people to be honest with us and to you know, make us see different perspectives. But I've certainly had those friends too, where it was just that toxic friendship where, Mm -hmm. and then on the flip side, where you've had those friends where like, I'm questioning myself in every possible way. And they're like, no, you got this. Or, you know, no, this is not because of you, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but like they are just wholeheartedly thinking of you, loving on you, bringing you. Yeah. You know, those are the people that you want in your life. The ones that are speaking over you that are not, they do not have good intentions for you are the ones that, you know, you just need to eventually let go. You don't want people in your life that are going to bring you down. We we want people in our lives that are going to speak positive over us, that are going to inspire us. We want people like that. We don't want those people that just don't have the best for us or they're always speaking negative. Let me tell you something. I've had friends that I've had to let go because of that, that were not healthy for me. Their version of themselves was not the version of what I wanted to be. So I always, I I said this before, it's like, you know, when you have a habit and in order for you to change that habit, you have to just really do a 360. So that means that you need to change the habit. You need to change the people that you have been around. You need to change that whole thing. If you're wanting to really do a change in your life, you need to change all of your surroundings. So it's the ha- whatever habit it is or whatever it is that's blocking you, the people that are blocking you. And then from there, you can live the best life, best version of yourself because you can't have negative people. You don't want people that are negative speaking over your life because at the end of the day, I mean, it's just like if somebody's gossiping about somebody else, if they're doing that, if one of your friends are doing that with someone else, I'm sure they're talking about you too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's like changing, change. you have to change. Sometimes it's the people that you have in your life are not who is meant to be in your life. And you have to change certain things. Again, that's a lot to do with boundaries. If that person is not healthy for you, it is okay to set a boundary and remove that person from your life. Yeah. I think that's so hard sometimes, but it's very much needed. And I've had so many times, like sometimes it really is just that 
you find yourself feeling very down when you're around the person, but sometimes they're the people that are just unsupportive of goals where you've gone toward a particular goal and they say the snarky thing or they sabotage you in some way. Even I think with food, it can be really difficult sometimes too when you're making dietary changes, like because people almost see it as an attack on themselves that if you're changing this thing, and I think not just dietary, but really in a lot of areas, if I'm taking these steps to improve my own life, that it's somehow going to be an attack on the next person when really it's just, I just want my skin to clear up and I want to feel better or whatever it is. I'm not judging what other people are eating or what other people are necessarily doing, but sometimes people read themselves into the situation so much that they'll make the snarky comment or they'll Mm -hmm. purposely sabotage or try to make the situation more difficult. And those are the people that you just can't, I mean, they, like everybody has a season almost and that season is going to be a lot shorter. Right. And it happens where seasons will end. Those people will not be carried on to your next season in life. Yeah. It is okay to have that happen. It's for the good because at the end of the day, was it truly healthy for you to have that person in your life? Yeah. You never know what someone is going through. A big thing is a lot of people battle with depression. A lot of people Mm -hmm. battle with suicidal thoughts it can be someone, and, and a lot of these people are silent. They're very yeah. silent. So you just never know. It could take one word that you tell someone negative and then they, they take their lives. You just never know. So that's why it's like, you want to watch who you have in your life. You want to watch who you talk to about certain things, you know, because sometimes those people are not for the good of you. It's speaking about myself, I'm not sure about other people, but for myself, I have been in that dark place at one point, you know, mm-hmm. where I had negative negativity around me and it was tough. It was really tough to hear all that negative talk. And one little thing would make you go on the edge and you'll just go off on someone. And I really had to like really evaluate myself and the, evaluate the people that were surrounding me. Were they good for me? No, if they were not good for me, then the season will end, that you are no longer in my life. Because at the end of the day, I want what's best for me. And if my if I do not have peace, at the end of the day, I'm protecting my peace. I'm going to protect my peace, my sanity. I, I'm going to protect everything for me. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I mean, that's we're our number one. Whether we treat ourselves that way or not, that is the person that is ride or die with you to the end. And so if you aren't treating yourself with that level of kindness and respect or you're bringing people into your life and your space that are bringing that negativity in, I mean, it's just not fair. And it's not you you can't show up for the people that that matter to you when when it's like that. Not at all, because you can't even show up for yourself. If you can't show up for yourself, how can you show up for someone else? Yeah. You know, there's no way. There's no way to do that. You know, again, it has a lot to do with you have a full cup, but then you give it everything to everyone else and you don't have anything left. You're running off of fumes. Yeah. I definitely have had those times in my life and it's hard, of course, when, you know, when you're giving that energy to to everybody anyway, but then when you're giving that energy to people that it's not even like things that you want to do. It's just that it's too much. Like, cause sometimes there's that. Sometimes it's like, we want to help yep. everybody. We love all these people. Great. But then you have the people that are like, not even good mm-hmm. for you. And it's like, 
now I'm pouring my energy into you too. Like mm-hmm. we don't have time nope. for that. That's why we have to set those boundaries, those healthy boundaries. I, look, before now, so, like I said, sometimes I still slip, but now, oh honey, I will tell somebody no quick. I will yeah. tell somebody no quick. I will tell somebody no quick if it's if it's something that I don't want to do like truly don't want to do, or if I see that I don't have time for it, I'm going to have to tell you, no, I, I'm, unfortunately I can't do it. There's no way that I can do it. You know, if I see that I can do it, yes, I, I will. I will be there for anyone, but it has to work within what I have going on. I used to be a people pleaser. Like I was always worried about pleasing everyone else, but I was so unhappy. I was the yes girl. I was a fixer. I wanted to fix everything. I wanted to fix everybody's problems. I wanted to fix everybody's life, everything. But I didn't have my stuff together. I I didn't even have my own life together, how I'm trying to fix somebody else's life. (laughs) Yeah. My friend, my, my best friend, she was like, you know, B, you can't fix everything. I know that you want to fix everything, but you cannot fix everything. And I really took that to heart because she's true. She's, she was telling the truth. She was telling me the truth because I can't. You can't. You can't do everything at once. You can't be everything to everybody in general, but then especially like not at one time. And yeah, I, th- I think it's hard because like the people pleasing, I, th- I do think it's a trauma response yes, sometimes. And I definitely mm-hmm. like when I hear you talk about this, I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to myself because it is. yeah, I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so hard because you think, well, if I have any capacity at all to do this, I should do this. But then now it's one thing if they're having an emergency Mm -hmm. and it's an isolated incident and whatever it is. But if the emergencies are piling on and it's, you know, maybe it's more of like personal decisions that that somebody is making Mm -hmm. or that they're not respecting, like maybe that you would have been able to help them, but now they're giving you such a short deadline to do it. Cause I've also had that the, like the emergency call of, Hey, can you help me do this? And it's due tomorrow. Why did you just sit there and wait this whole time and then wait until the last minute to say you need help? Yeah. When you know it's like, and it's due tomorrow, you know, like, oh my gosh. It's due tomorrow or it's a, you know, short yeah. turnaround time for whatever it is, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, life. And I, I don't necessarily mean in an office right. setting, but just with somebody, like with the writing, like I, I write a lot. So I have friends reach out all the time with like, hey, can you look this over for me? And yeah, I would love to help everybody as much as possible. But I'm also thinking like, do I really need to lose sleep doing these types of things for people all of the time? And mm-hmm. then I'm not going to be effective when I am doing what I like actually scheduled myself to help with for whatever it is. So yeah, it's, it's so hard. It's like, it's part of our identity is like helpful, kind people, but yeah, the kind thing to do is really to, to set the boundary. You have to, you have to set the boundary. I really learned about boundaries when I read this book, I'm going to actually, I'm going to send it over to you. Uh, but it was absolutely amazing. It was a great read. It's setting boundaries, find peace, setting boundaries, finding peace. I think that's what it is. It's Nedra Twop. Oh my goodness. I was like, what? I swear this lady is talking about me in this entire book. 
<laughs> because I was like, you know, I, I really did not know what boundaries were until I read that book. And that's when I really started incorporating those boundaries. I will do anything I can for someone, but if it just doesn't work out within what I have going on, then I, I'm not, I don't overextend myself anymore. I can't because it's not okay for me, especially when I already have a lot going on, you know, just being comfortable with saying, no, I, I'm going to keep repeating that. Anyone that's listening, please know that it is okay for you to say no <laughs> at times. You know, if it does not work out within what you have going on, it is okay to say no. It is okay to put yourself first. We, we tend to forget ourselves a lot. And that's the reason why I'm, really trying to focus on finding her, finding who she is, you know, finding who I am and going through the process of the deep healing, you know, and just finding myself. I never really was one to talk about, you know, my feelings to my, my family, like my children and my, my husband, you know, because they're, I always want to be like the strong one in the family and with my feelings. And so one day I had to have that conversation with my kids and my husband. And I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And that was the first time that they heard me ever say that. And I think at that point they were like, you know what? My mom is not okay. What can we do to help her? My mom is a human. <laughs> yeah. My husband, he's like, what can I do to help you? And it's like, sometimes you have to be more vocal when it comes to just saying, expressing how you feel. Well, I even think of like, I see memes on this all the time, like, but just the person that like, and I think this is something as women, a lot of times we're guilty of is that we want the person to just offer it up and to know exactly what we need. And, or at least that's the case for me. Like I hate asking, but then I get mad when they don't help. Yes. They're not, they're not in my brain. They didn't know. And so, but we can give them the tools to help us because otherwise, like when we actually say I'm not okay, chances are when you're not okay, even if you're functioning very well, mm -hmm. there's going to come a point where you're snapping. Yes. People are going to notice the people closest to you are going to notice mm -hmm. something is wrong. And so rather than like, I'm not okay. And I'm lashing out at everybody and nobody knows why. And they think it's them. And they think, oh my gosh, like mom hates me or this mm -hmm. person, whatever it is like to just say like, I am not okay. Mm -hmm. And this is what I need right now, or I don't know what I need, but this is what I'm going through. It helps the relationship it so does. much. And at least then they can they can walk that a little bit with you. Yes. And, and that was a big thing for me. I, I felt like I was going to, I swear I was embarrassed, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. you know, I was like, I have to tell them because they're not going to know if I'm okay or not. Cause I, I again, patience. <laughs> okay. There's little things that I, that just bothers me and it's the smallest things. Okay. Like if I see a sock on the floor, I'm like, who left this sock on the floor? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Come on, please pick it up. Or if somebody left an empty cup on the counter, like, bro, please throw away the cup. What the heck? Yeah. You know, it's just those little yeah. things like that. But, you know, it's like I knew that it wasn't OK if I was just getting I was snapping at just those little things. That's why, you know, I'm like, I'm not OK. I'm not okay. <laughs> and that's when it's like, you know, what what is it that you need from us? You know, what is it that we can do? 
Yeah, because children don't have like the context for it, but also just some people have a very different tolerance. Like I know for me, like I've gotten to the point, especially I've, I've been living on my own for a while and I have things a certain way that I want it to be. And if it's not that way, I can sometimes get kind of annoyed and I have to remember that everybody has a different threshold. So someone could think that it's not a problem. And if I just tell them, hey, I really need you to put that here or whatever, like most people are reasonable and are going to, yeah, of course, let me do that. Like they, they don't want to upset you. They don't want to, right. they just don't know. No, they do not. So that's why it's like making sure that you are more, you are communicating well what you need. Because one of the biggest things is communication. You know, you have to communicate your needs and wants. You have to communicate your feelings. It is okay to talk about your feelings. Don't feel that you have to hold them inside all the time. It is okay to talk about those things, especially talk about those things to someone within your community, within your circle that you trust that will give you the the most positive feedback that will help you along the way. Just talking about now, I'm not telling you to go talk about it to everybody. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, cause not everybody has the, the best intentions for you, but just having that support system in place where you can talk about your feelings too, it's talking about the way that you feel I'm not okay. Saying that you're not okay. Well, why are you not okay? What can we do to help you feel okay? Having that conversation. Yeah. Is I think more often than not, people do want to help, especially the people closest to us. And they just, it can be very helpless. I think on the flip side, when you know someone is struggling and you don't know what they need or they haven't said anything, but you know that they're having a hard time and you would do whatever it is that they asked if you just knew. And I think it helps the relationship sometimes when you do lean on one another. Because I know I'm truly happy to do it for somebody that I care about. And we think about like we go, I think, above and beyond sometimes maybe too far on helping others. So what makes it that we're not worthwhile enough that that others would, wouldn't want to do the same for us? Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a lot, you know. <laughs> it's a hard thing to. <laughs> a hard thing. <laughs> so I'm like, well, no, I can do all the things. Yeah. You can't do all the things. No. Um, something else that's, I think, a big pillar of your brand and just with what you do is the whole aspect of turning pain into purpose. Mm -hmm. And I love that phrase. I think that's a big part, again, like with your brand, with your podcast, with all of the work that you're doing. You know, what are just a few tips you have for starting to turn that pain into purpose? Let your voice be heard. That's one thing. Then you need to step outside of your comfort zone. You need to practice resilience. You need to create a positive environment. Take time for yourself and then take time to reflect. I feel like those are the tips that I would just share with anyone when it comes to turning their pain into purpose. Yeah. And I think letting your voice be heard, that's yes. a, that is a scary thing yes. because it is. That vulnerability, man, like, mm -hmm. I would always hear that and I thought, I don't want to be vulnerable. It's okay, though, to be vulnerable because we need to be vulnerable yeah. sometimes. I think it's okay. I think once I started opening myself mm -hmm. up to that and starting to share, and I try to do that here too, and and I, I think you do an amazing job of that with your show of just sharing, hey, these are some of the things I've gone through. And I don't know if I really have gone into my full story of, you know, some of the trauma I faced like on the show, but I've 
I've mentioned bits and pieces over time and it does, you know, it has, as I've started to share a little bit more with people in my circle about things that I've gone through, I think, first of all, there are so many universal life experiences where other people are like, oh my gosh, I went through a very similar situation. Mm -hmm. And we might be at very similar parts in our healing journey, which can be, I think, interesting to, to have somebody through that. Or we're at very different parts where we can help each other. And there is so much with, I think, sharing our stories that can, you know, we can help one another. Mm -hmm. But also, I think what you're doing, where you're sharing on the podcast and you're starting, you know, you're sharing these other women's stories. I think so many people who then are tuning into your show or tuning in on your other platforms, they're feeling seen and heard too. Yes. Everybody is in a different season of their healing, right? And and I 100% agree with you, Valerie, is that where I am with my healing, someone else may not be, but maybe I can help them through the phases that they haven't hit yet that I've already hit. You know, we're just in that that different phase of, of healing. You know, healing is going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to always heal. We're going to always try to heal and it, it, it's it's just a, a process. It is a process. But we are all in different seasons of our healing. And just go, don't rush the healing process. Whoever is listening to this that, that needs to hear that, do not rush into your healing process. Take your time to cope with all of the traumas that you've experienced in your life. There may be times, because we're going to always have a trigger moment. There may be a, a, a certain smell that triggers something that has happened to you in the past. It may be something that you heard that may trigger something. And it may not be from the person that, that hurt you. It may be something that you've seen on TV or something that you know you just was hearing from somebody in the store that may have triggered something from your past. But the thing is, and, and I'm saying this from, from my own way of healing, is that Things are going to trigger us, but learning how to cope with those triggers is what's going to help us heal. Yeah. I mean, I think that there really is so much like to your point with this healing process. Well, first of all, I wish I could just make a checklist and say, you know, if I do these things, I'm going to be healed and it's all going to be great. But, you know, we we can't do that and we can't bypass it. We have to experience it. We have to go through the different stages basically. But even like a week ago, I was reading a book and I was also watching a Hulu series based on the book, which probably shouldn't do the two at the same time. That was a very confusing thing because they were slightly different, the book and the TV show. But it depicted, and I didn't realize this starting the show, but it depicted an abusive, verbally abusive relationship with a narcissist. And I thought I was kind of past that. I was in a relationship like that about 10 years ago. And as I'm watching the show, I mean, it took me into a really, and this is just a TV show, took me into a really dark place of, you know, remembering some of the things I went through, not just then, but it took me back to a situation from when I was 19 in college that I thought I was completely past, that I thought had no way. And basically this character ended up being like a combination of three ex-boyfriends, which was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Do not recommend. But it's like, oh my gosh, it put me in a dark place last week. And I really had to 
you know, take a step. Like on the one hand, it was a very entertaining show, but I had to kind of step back and think about like, okay, what are, what do I do for self-care? Like, Mm -hmm. what are the things that make me feel better in these moments? Because I did not realize like I'm healed, but I'm not like, this is like, these are things we're going to carry with us that that have emotions tied to it. And and they should, they're difficult. Mm -hmm. They're not easy things, but the things I thought from 10 years ago, from 15 years ago that were, you know, like, I mean, these things stay with us and we Mm -hmm. can, I think, learn from them and move forward and they won't affect us in the day to day, but we have to have something to cope because Mm -hmm. something is going to like, you know, you're going to hear a phrase. You're going to, yeah, smell something. Smell is so tied to to memory. I mean, something is going to happen that's going to remind you. Mm -hmm. It's just navigating through, through those triggers. How can I navigate through the triggers that I may have, may experience? How, How can we navigate through those things. So that's why, you know, my, my biggest thing is when I, when I do talk to women that have experienced those traumas, what can we do to help you navigate through those triggers? What is your process? What do you define your process of healing as? So that's a question that I also ask women that I've, I've connected with as well, because like I said, we, we're all on our different uh, seasons of healing. My season of healing may not be different from the, from your healing uh, or the next person's healing, but we all at the end of the day are in that healing process. And, and, you know, like I said, it's just, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't change overnight. Healing is going to be an ongoing thing. But how you navigate through it is what's going to help you along the way. 100%. Mm-hmm. I really love what you're doing. And I think just helping people to uncover what their process mm-hmm. even looks like. Because most of the time, like even even thinking through it myself for a long time, if you were to ask me what my process is, it's like, what is my process? And it's mm-hmm. a very reactive thing for many of us. It's like, we're going to eat all the food. We're going to drink all the things and whatever it is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that. And I think when we figure out what that process looks like to actually feel the feelings and whether that's, you know, you talked about therapy, I have found therapy to be very helpful Mm -hmm. for just having that person as an advocate for you and as someone that can, you know, see things in a way that's different than than your family or friends might Mm -hmm. see it. And they're able to come at it from that different perspective. I mean, is that how you process it? Is it a spiritual practice or some people are religious? Is that something? Is it a combination of things? Is it mm-hmm. exercise and figuring out what that formula is for yourself and also recognizing that healing looks different maybe at different times in our yes. lives? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It, like I said, we're we're all on a different season of our healing, but you know, the way that you go with the process, don't rush the process. It's a process. You have to do the deep healing because a lot, sometimes we have a lot of trauma, deep trauma, and it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of deep work. So having to talk to a therapist, trying to navigate through those things, trying to find different ways of where you can just change some things in your life, like fitness or journaling or praying, whatever your techniques are. I will tell you that writing your feelings down is absolutely amazing. It, it is absolutely amazing to write your feelings down because even to, like I said, even talking to a therapist is great, uh, but really writing your feelings down, even if you feel that you can't talk to someone, it's going to make you feel so much better. Yeah. 
things come out through the subconscious yes. that we're not even we we don't realize and then we write it down and you're like oh my gosh well there's my answer yeah. or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah it is true it's true yeah I really love this work that you're doing I Thank think you. again it's yeah it's so important and it's important for women who whether they're currently I mean we've all gone through those traumatic moments, whether it's that big T, little T trauma, we've all experienced it. And to have this community, to have this safer space for people to really talk about what they've been through, to heal together in a sense, and to share their stories. I mean, what a powerful community and just, it has to be such rewarding work that you're doing. So I definitely, I would love to send listeners over to your show and to check out all the amazing things you're doing. I do have some rapid fire questions. I'd also really love to ask you as well. Of course. (laughs) Wonderful. So one of them we have actually been talking about like a lot in in this episode. I think it's kind of a theme that's been popping up. But what is your favorite self-care practice right now? Journaling. Journaling. It it makes me feel so much better. You know, um, I have tons of journals. Um, I haven't filled them all up yet, but it's getting there. (laughs) Yeah. Journaling is I can express myself on paper. Yeah. And I forget, did you say that you're a morning journaler or at night? Yes. Yes. Morning. Yeah. I, I like to do it at more in the morning. And then I like to take time at least 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes to myself at night where, you know, it's just sitting there peacefully or just yoga, just relax myself. But those are the things as well. Love that. Relax at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great practice. I got to get back in. I've been doing some prompts. So I definitely, Ah, I'd like to start really like just getting into this as more of a daily thing. Now, I don't remember if you're a one word theme girl. Yes, I am. Wonderful. What what is your (laughs) one word theme this year? Uh, So look, I am into this. I have um, one of my team teammates. She is the one that started the word of the year with me. And every year we get a, a little bracelet made for each other and um, it's our word on it. And so this year, my word was bravery, Ooh. bravery, because it takes a lot of uh, boldness and being just being brave to do the type of work that I'm trying to do and the work that I'm trying to just change the world and for the best and just really speak all the positive over women's lives. It takes a lot of bravery to share my story and the story of other women and just being that, that uh, voice for them. So it takes a lot of that. I love your word. That is a great, great word. And yes, I mean, it really, you know, it really boils back down to that vulnerability piece. That is so scary. And to be able Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there to that extent, to show up every week, to show up for all of these people and to hold the space for them. I mean, to let people into that healing journey with you. I mean, there, there is a lot of bravery with that. So a wonderful word. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, that's a, that's a pretty awesome word there. <laughs> it is. I mean, what a great thing to just think like yeah. every area of life, just mm-hmm. a little more bravery. So what is your word? My word is intention. Ah, yes. That's a great word. Yeah. You know, I, I've done different, uh, you know, kind of focusing on the quality over quantity mm-hmm. 
not filling up my plate in the same way that I might normally. And last year was kind of a throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of year. It was my YOLO year. And that was literally my word was YOLO. And I think it was what I needed at the time because it had been such a weird couple of years prior to that. And the pandemic, of course, kind of threw a wrench into some of the the intentions I was putting out there in the beginning. So trying to go back to basics, like really be intentional about what is it that I want to put out there, what is it that I truly need for myself and how are my actions kind of aligning? So that is mine. And I'm, I'm hoping to continue to, to demonstrate that, but now I'm hearing bravery and I'm thinking maybe that's, maybe that's next year. Yeah. Look, intention is great. That is a great word. We all need to be more intentional in our lives and in everything that we do. So that is a great word. Man, that is a great word. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I find it so fun. And it's like, I love my New Year's resolutions. I love my lists. I love the goals. But I think just having that word to go back to and because our goals could change in a month or whenever. But if you're still living in alignment with whatever that theme was, that is going to hold true. Like you could go down a completely different path and bravery is still going to resonate. It really is a great word. And I love doing the one word themes. I would encourage everybody to start doing that. Please do it, you guys. It's (laughs) a great feeling. I usually, like I said, my leader and I, we go every year and we, we share our words We get a little bracelet uh, made. It's an intent bracelet. And then we we put a definition there that resonates with what that word means to us. And then, yeah, we we do that every year. This is our uh, this is my second year doing that with her. I love that. That is such a fun practice, too. And that keeps you guys accountable. Yes, it sure does. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, next time I talk to you, I'm going to ask you how your bravery is going. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's it's great. It's awesome. (laughs) My final rapid fire for you. Mm -hmm. What are you most looking forward to right now? I am looking forward to just really getting into the community a little more and connecting with more people. I'm hoping and and you know, this is something that I've been really wanting to do for some time is uh, eventually having some small, small group sessions where, you know, we can just get women together and just share our feelings, our healing, just the processes of, of things. So that is what I am most looking forward to this year to see what I can do within the community, get, get into our community a little more. I love that. And I'm just so excited to see your work and to see your brand continue to grow. I mean, it is truly incredible. And I've loved getting to hear the stories that um, that women have shared on your show and really getting to know you. And I'd love to know for listeners that are interested in your work that would like to connect with you. Talk to me about the resources you have, how they can find you and connect with you. Yes. So I'm very active on Instagram. That's the most active where I am. Um, you can find me at within her brand on Instagram. You can also find me at behind within her podcast. Uh, you can also email me at info at within or you can visit my website at www.withinher.co. 
awesome. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes and along with the show. And I am just so excited for listeners to get to tune in and hear all of the amazing things that you're doing. But I'd really love to thank you for this incredible conversation and for sharing your energy and your time with us today. Thank you so much, Valerie, for allowing me to be in your space. It was such a great pleasure speaking with you and um, just letting your listeners know about Within Her. You are doing amazing work as well. And I'm so grateful uh, to have connected with you and grateful that you are part of my community. It was so great catching up with Berlina and truly inspiring to hear more about the work that she's doing. I'm such a fan of her podcast and how she works to elevate other women and really share their stories. I am someone who struggles with boundary setting. I think I've talked about this on the show before, and it's actually a main topic in next week's episode as well. So I really appreciated her story of how she really learned to say no and how she was able to be more vulnerable with her loved ones. I think that the work she's doing is really making a difference out there, and I'm so grateful to have connected with Berlina. Now, I have linked her information in the show notes so that you can connect with her, as well as the book by Nedra Tawab that she recommended. Be sure you check out the Behind Within Her podcast as well. I know that you're absolutely going to love it. And thank you again, Berlina, for coming on the show. As always, I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Wellness and Wanderlust community and for tuning in to this week's episode. If you have a topic you'd like us to explore in the future, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Wellness and Wanderlust blog or shoot me an email at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E at wellnessandwanderlust.net. You can lend your support to the show by leaving a rating and review wherever you're tuning in from. And I would love to hear what you have to say. So thank you again for being a part of this community and for tuning in this week. I hope you all have a fantastic day and I can't wait to see you next time.